You're listening to The Author's Leverage. You've written a book, you got it published, and you know you can make a much bigger impact with it than you already have. Maybe you're in the process of writing and publishing and want to be smart about how you help others and make more money while doing it. Welcome to The Author's Leverage Podcast, your guide to building a profitable business and changing more lives with your published work. This is the number one show that brings you tips on making you a more successful author from the very best experts around every week. Our mission is to help you blast through the noise and get you clear on your path to success as an author. You'll be equipped with practical tips and insights from host Parshel Tashi and her featured guests. And you'll leave each episode more excited, more confident to get that dream authorship life that you deserve. So sit back, relax, and get ready we're about to get real. We're about to clear. And from here, the sky's the limit. Here's your host, a former school teacher turned creative media entrepreneur and now founder of The Author's Leverage, Parshel Tashi. Hey, this is Parshel with The Author's Leverage, and I'm glad you're here. Uh, I am having an amazing time actually before this episode started recording. I'm just getting to know our guests a little bit better, so I'm excited to introduce her and this topic of merging courses and books together and just having a conversation about that. So we have an amazing guest who's going to be uh, joining me in that conversation. So let me pull up her bio and read that for you to give you a good introduction. So uh, a 20-year serial entrepreneur, Sherry Mers returned to a dream of writing of a writing career after retirement. Today, with more than 30 indie published novels, one memoir, and a couple of nonfiction books about writing behind her, Cherry's mission is to guide entrepreneurs to write the right book to attract their ideal audience. Cherry works with her clients to remove the barriers and write the books that will establish authority, provide credibility, and engage prospects organically. Bottom line, they confidently liberate the transformational message inside them, write and publish their books for impact and income. Sherry teaches how to get down to the business of writing and profitable self-publishing. So I'm so, so excited to have her join us today. Welcome, Sherry, to the Author's Leverage. Thank you. Well, with all, all of that, we can we can end it now because that's a really long bio. <laughs> I was struggling for a little bit, but I, I got through it. <laughs> I, was, my, my, I don't know what happened. My lips, my mouth, my tongue, all that just... I was fumbling a little bit, but I'm I'm glad that you're here. This is such um a, such an amazing conversation. I'm really honored to have you here, Thank and um, would love for you to open up and share a little bit about your journey and sort of how things culminated to be um, this type of work that you're doing now. Oh, it's been kind of a long journey. I started out as a fiction writer, as the bio said. Um, in fact, I started as a ghost writer writing nonfiction first and then fiction, and then went on to publish my own fiction books under my pen name. And there came a time when, uh, because of my mother's unexpected death, I got writer's block. And rather than go back to writing other people's books, I decided to put what I had learned to uh, to work helping other solopreneurs because one thing I learned as a fiction writer was that most self-published authors, at least at that time, did not view it as a business and they struggled to make any money. Uh, 
So that's kind of the short yeah. So, so you, you've been there, done that, and really uh, seen so much over time and how this industry is shaped. Uh, can you share a little bit about that too? What do you remember and, uh, you know, being how the industry was versus how it is now for published sure. authors? Because, I mean, you're also, which I love, providing a perspective of being a fiction author. Um, and I think that it's still relevant, um, even if you have a nonfiction book, um, to really just hear the the connection, right, um, between what right. we can do with it. Okay, yeah. So the the realization came to me gradually. I had to research a lot. I had to uh, take other people's courses a lot to understand not only what I had instinctively grasped, but how to leverage it for nonfiction entrepreneurs and for um, and and to get to the marketing side which was really the business part so the journey was long and uh, rocky <laughs> but I ended up with uh, a breadth and depth of knowledge that blended both the, the writing and the storytelling, which is so important now with the marketing side. So lost my train of thought here. <laughs> it's okay. No, it's, it's interesting just to, you know, again, the, just the progression of the industry too, and just yeah. things that have changed. Um, That's what you asked. And the opportunities. Right. When I started writing, uh, and self-publishing. Self-publishing was very much the redheaded stepchild. Mm. Traditional publishers looked down upon indie publishers with disdain. And over the time that that's, and it hasn't been a very long time, it's only been eight, yes, eight years. Traditional publishers are now looking to indie publishers who have a following to decide who's who gets a contract, where before they wouldn't touch you if you had ever published as an indie. Now they seem to be recognizing that we who are independently publishing have a lot more savvy about what people are wanting to read right now than they do. <laughs> Unfortunately, they still have a two-year minimum production a timeline and uh, to, <laughs> to use uh, some colloquialism, ain't nobody got time for that. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> when I stopped writing fiction and went to coaching and course creation, I, I began to realize that who I could really help were the coaches and course creators. My, my, own cohort who didn't know how to tell their personal stories in a way that would compel people to know, like, and trust them. Mm -hmm. So that has become my niche is to apply fiction techniques and structure to a nonfiction story in, in a way that was really compelling. Hmm. 
That's that's incredible. You know, one of my favorite business books to read is called Built to Sell. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because the it, it was it's actually a narrative story that you're reading. It, it's 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 a fictional tale, but throughout it, you're actually learning mm-hmm. uh, uh, business principles through their experience and sort of the advice that would come through, let's say, a mentor that they were uh, engaged in as a character. And for me, it's, it was the, the easiest <laughs> um, read because the story was there. So yeah. um, how, 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 are, how are you uh, teaching others to essentially create more of that in their writing? So what you're describing is a business novel business novel yeah. yes and i've i've read a few that i thoroughly enjoy as well however what i do is uh, i take entrepreneurs they're they're all heart centered entrepreneurs and they all have um, sometimes a, a huge spiritual component in their business most of them did not choose their occupation their occupation chose them either from a traumatic event that they had to learn to overcome themselves or perhaps an illness, something of that nature. And it's in telling that story that people understand, oh, this person has been through what I've been through. They can help me. So it's a little bit different than a business novel. Uh, And it's not that we're fictionalizing the story. It's that we're providing fictional structure to the story. Um, and the most common thing that people who are listening to this podcast might relate to is it almost always is the hero's journey. The, the journey from, um, from being called to some sort of quest to going through troubles and trials and tribulations and overcoming those, um, you know, the, the seven core plots, the, the top one is overcoming the monster. And overcoming the monster is what all Westerns are built on. It's what, um, of course, all horror uh, stories are built on. But we can use that structure to, to tell a true story in a way that people want to read it. It's not so dry as a normal business book. That makes a lot of sense. And do you, would you say that we are all natural storytellers? Oh, I believe so. I mean, we evolved telling stories. I, I believe those cave paintings that tell stories happened before, I know they happened before writing evolved, but they may have happened before language evolved. <laughs> the, it, it's built into our DNA and yeah. so are the structures that we recognize. Hmm. I love that. And how, how does that connect to, let's say, the application of that learning and we shift into course creation and creating a journey for someone who's, you know, wanting to learn, wanting to commit to whatever change it is that they're inspired by and from the book? Um, how, how is there a connection there as well? I'm not. I'm not certain there's a, a strong connection because okay. the course leads people through a transformation. The story that attracted them to the course or, or the coaching or whatever the case may be 
uh, is basically the no like and trust factor that everyone requires these days in order to attract clients. Uh, I, I suspect that there is some uh, storytelling within the course creation. I know there was when I created my course, mm -hmm. um, but it's, I'm, I'm more on the book side and oddly <laughs> enough, the major, the, the, the one book that you can still find under my name, that's a more or less major is a book that I actually created after I created my course. I just mm -hmm. turned my course into a book. You do the other, do it the other way around, yeah, yeah. don't you? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, there are how-to books. There are how-to courses. There are transformational books. There are transformational courses. There's got to be a connection. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, that sure. I, I don't know that I can uh, draw the connection tangibly. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think that's um, probably a complicated challenge for my mind when I'm in the shower because that's the stuff yeah. I yeah, that at <laughs> me extemporaneously. <laughs> well it's just you know um we'll you know, both that, be thinking about it later tonight and go oh <laughs> right. here it is I should have thought of that. <laughs> no it's um because I, I I love that um you know essentially through the storytelling it just opens up more doors for connection for mm -hmm. um for something to just land and stick longer because of the nature of how we learn through stories. So um, that's something that I think is definitely worth exploring. But um, back to how you actually work in, uh, and support authors, you know, I know a number of them are coming to you with barriers, um, things that are in their way. What are some of those uh, common challenges that they're facing and how do you um, help them get to the other side? Well, the, the, the most common challenges that they face are the challenges every author faces, whether they're fiction or nonfiction. And those are one imposter syndrome. That's huge. Mm. Uh, I think I've seen a statistic that 70% of the world's population has that uh, more women than men. I personally think authors have it. About 90% of authors have it. Mm. And it's because there are other books about their topics. I mean, Shakespeare said there is nothing new under the sun. Yeah. So if you look at, at all the books on Amazon that are about the topic that you are an expert in, you're, it, it's not surprising that you get a little bit of who's going to read my book, who's going to take my course when this well-known guru has a course about it. Mm. And uh, what I hope that I do for the authors is to show them by the very fact of what gave them the imposter syndrome in the first place, that their unique perspective is unique and, and people will buy and read their book mainly because of the stories, because those are unique. Nobody has had your journey. Nobody has exactly put their feet in your footsteps. They may be drawn to you because their journey was similar. Their path may be parallel, but they'll be drawn to you because of your common ground. The second uh, challenge is who will, who will read my book? 
and that's a whole big long story but basically you start by getting people who already know you to read the book and and review it it's mm. it, it, that's just a step-by-step -step scientific process it's not anything that anybody needs to worry about because it's overcomable and the final step is I don't know how to get it published and I solved that step by helping them myself uh, since we first talked I have developed a, an anthology package where my authors get to tell their story but then I provide all the production work so that they don't have to. That's not their area of expertise and it's not the, it's not, learning it, all of it is not what they need to be doing. They need to be doing, practicing their area of expertise. Mm -hmm. So, did that that's answer your question? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of words. <laughs> no, that's, that's incredible. I mean, um, and you're right. Those are really the biggest questions and challenges that uh, most authors face or are dealing with, especially the first one. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely can relate to that in so many areas. But um, it's, it's just amazing that, you know, in working with you and sort of how you guide, I can just sense how, you know, transformational it is um, to be able to get over those humps and, and, and to be out there. And, and it, it yeah. done that way, it's, it's a more profitable way to produce your work. Absolutely. And isn't that the way you help those same challenges? Don't course creators have the Absolutely. same challenges? Absolutely. And totally. so it's, you know, it's a tried and true system. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Dispel the myths around the imposter syndrome and then help them do what they don't know how to do. Mm. It's simple. <laughs> so true. So true. And, 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 you know, we're helping authors go from having a book and then um, helping them to produce a course. And it's just, it, it is interesting what you're saying, like some of the common challenges and issues that, that are happening, but um, in the same way, right? We're taking what they're best at, especially if they have the ability to communicate well and maybe they, you know, wear a nice shirt or something, you know, it could be anything, but just, just to know that their brand will be uh, well represented in that product and that in its version um, really excites us. And that, you know, we find areas as well that we're able to support um, in areas where they're a little bit weaker. And so, um, so I love that for those that are helping authors in this way, this is the beauty of um, this community around anyone who wants to get a message out there. There's so many uh, resources and, and amazing people um, to connect with like Sherry. So um, amazing ways to do it. Yeah. I just thought of one answer to your earlier question about how story connects with courses. Yes. Um, I, I'm a dilettante next to you, but I did take an instructional design course from uh, someone I admire greatly mm -hmm. who has a master's degree in instructional design for online courses. And one of the steps in each uh, module needs to be, what do you already know about it? So when, when you're creating your course, and you come to the, the part about asking the person who's taking the course, what do they already know about this particular lesson? That's when a story can really illustrate what they're supposed to be doing with that lesson.
Hmm. Wow. That is really powerful. It really gives a different perspective for the learner to, to go about that way. It's, it's like hmm. a, an example, but from the course developer's own, own um, signature story. Yeah, and, and it's going to open up the door for so many other stories around that topic that, mm -hmm. you know, can be shared, uses illustrations, um, yeah. be shared online because these are stories about these things. And oftentimes, uh, you know, when I go into some courses, I see subjects or topics that really aren't talked about on social media as much or, you know, more publicly than it is um which I know communities are sacred, so I don't want to breach on privacy, but just the, the, the notion that stories and uh, people going through these experiences and how they came out on the other side or um, whatever that experience for them is, um, there's a lot of value in that, I think, for the course experience and then being able to use the stories of your students <laughs> to help share, um, you know, about the... the Only the with permission, of course, and yes. I, that's what you meant by sacred communities. Um, and yeah, stories go both ways. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Um, and Sherry, talk, uh, you know, as we start to wrap up, I'm so thankful um, that, that you came on to the Author's Leverage. And I uh, would love for you to share uh, a little bit about your app, um, which I, I love the name of. And uh, <laughs> I'd love for you to share about that and wherever else uh, folks can contact you or get connected with you. All right, I'm happy to. Um, my app is uh, essentially a, a contact, I'm sorry, content, content uh, sharing system, very robust, uh, also able to present courses and uh, its own learning management system, uh, and we'll soon have a community. And the name of it is Meta Prosperity, M-E-T-A, Prosperity. And like I told you earlier, Meta was in my name before it was in <laughs> Facebook's name. <That's> right. <laughs> um, they owe you a check or something, right? <laughs> no. Right. They owe me a big check. <laughs> um, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> but the big news is that I now have a mirrored website to go with it. And so wherever you find Meta Prosperity, and the website is metaprosperity.us, like United States, mm -hmm. um, wherever you find me, whether on your mobile phone or on your uh, desktop or laptop computer, it's all the same content. So anything I add to one automatically appears in the other. And what I share is articles about writing, about business and success, about uh, self-care, because that's important for all entrepreneurs, whether they're authors or course developers or coaches or uh, speakers <laughs> and, um, and more. So there's lots of free content there. And uh, I would just like everyone to know that it's there, it's available. Uh, downloading the app is free and uh, do it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll be sure to link that below the episode 
where this is going to be watched and highly recommend uh, for all the listeners, watchers, however you're tuning in to definitely check that out and to connect with, with Sherry. She's up to some really cool things as you can hear <laughs> and see as well. I mean, this is um, just so great to know that uh, storytelling is still working, right? And it's working for- yep. I believe know, it will always work. It's been working for thousands of years. Why would exactly. it stop now? <laughs> exactly, let's ramp it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and um, and so I'll ask you one uh, one other question. Well, actually, two more. Um, what would be your parting words of advice to those that are listening who are authors? Maybe they have a book out. They're thinking about writing one. Um, what what advice generally would you give them? And uh, yeah, and then I have one more question after that. Well, <laughs> my advice would be the same as Nike's: just do it. <laughs> if you need help, there's help available. Uh, if I can't help you, I know a lot of people who can. And one of my favorite mottos is collaboration is better than competition. So uh, I, I happily refer people to my colleagues who might be a better fit. And just do it because yes. it will help you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the last question I'll ask you is, what is your one word? So if there was one word you would uh, leave behind or, you know, shout from the mountaintop, you get one word for the world to hear. What's Sherry's word? You can't ask an author to <laughs> use one word. My word for this year is simplify. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and why, why simplify? Oh, because... I am guilty of always taking on or biting off more than I can chew. So <laughs> I hear you on that. <laughs> this year I determined to not do that. I hear you. Well, good for you. I, I'm, I'm taking some of that too. Let's, let's simplify. Absolutely. Well, Sheree, um, thank you again for, for being here on the podcast. It's so, so good to have you. Such a good conversation. Thank you. Yes. And uh, thank you for tuning in. This is The Author's Leverage. And if you're an author who's looking to get support and maybe turning your book into a program or a course, uh, we'd love to have a conversation with you and see if we're a good fit to help you or not. Um, we have a lot of resources on our website you can check out at theauthorsleverage.com. And as you can see as well, we have an amazing podcast that you can check out and subscribe and leave a review and uh, let us know what you thought of today's conversation. Um, but we'll see you next time. And uh, feel free to also share any topics or guests that you'd like to see on the Authors Leverage so we can talk about how to leverage this work and to do more on the planet with, uh, with our knowledge and expertise and, uh, and just our story, right? That was today's topic. So thanks again, and we'll see you next time.